Hello, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about manifestations. I'm going to jump right into it because I'm very excited to talk about this topic. I know I'm always excited to record episodes and I'm always excited about topics, but this one I've just been studying a lot for the last, I think, two weeks or week and a half at least um, about manifestations. Actually, two weeks. I'm going to explain why in a minute. So um, I don't know uh, if everybody believes in manifestations. I knew that manifestations worked, but I didn't know how intense they could be. And I always thought that luck was just on my side. Um, So basically, there is the law of attraction and the law of assumption. And, you know, but also self-concept. That is something that everybody needs to do. Cell concept is super important and I put it to the test and it actually works because like they say, if you feel good, everybody else around you sees good. So I am going to talk first, I'm going to talk about what I have manifested in the past and what I have done. And it's basically the same thing for me at least. And it's a law of attraction that I did ever since I was little. But I had a wild imagination. I'm just going to say that. I had a wild imagination and I would just make wishes to, I would just make wishes to the universe and they would somehow come true. And some of them took years for them to manifest, but I just kind of release it to the world and just forget about it. Again, that is the law of attraction, which is different than law of assumption. So, um... So I kind of got into manifesting because I stumbled upon a video on YouTube and it talked a lot about like manifesting things that you want. So I wanted to just go back to who I was like a year ago because actually two years ago I was like popping. I was like, oh, so I, mm, I thought I was the greatest and I think I am the greatest. Okay. But this is not the same Stephanie. (laughs) that saw herself in like two, three, a month ago. So, um, you know, I, it's like, I want to go back to that kind of mindset, but I had lost a lot of myself in that. So I was like, okay, why not get into manifesting? This sounds very interesting. And things started to make sense. So when, again, all of my wishes, all of my desires, all my goals, I make a wish and release it to the world. I would just say, I'm going to get this one day. I'm going to get that one day. And it would manifest. It would happen, but it would happen years later. So the first, and I think as children, we have a better um, law of attraction naturally because we we don't have any circumstances or any Mm, obstacles to think about to get something that we want you know we kind of have to go based on wishing that's going to be here for our birthdays for Christmas or I don't know some kind of celebration right so um but however as children we manifested a lot of things right so it's like imagine when you were you know or go back into your memories and think of yourself as a child there's always a toy that we wanted that we saw on tv and we're like i want that toy and or if you were at the store and you're like i want that toy whatever what did we do as kids we obsess over having that toy 
And I remember when I wanted something from a store, I would always think, I would always think that I had it. (laughs) I would always want it. And no matter where I went, no matter what store I went to, I would always look for it just to admire it. And um, also like when I was a little, like what I used to do a lot is that uh, no matter, I always think that we were going to the store to get the toy. It didn't matter. Like, I'll be like, okay, we're going to Walmart. We're going to go see the toy. My parents are finally going to get the toy for me. Or we would go to, I don't know, anywhere. We're like, oh my, okay, we're going in this direction in the city. Uh, We must be going to this one store where they're going to get me that toy. That's all we thought about as kids because we had nothing else to think about, right? Only that one thing we wanted. And we most of the time, we would get it. <laughs> Mostly because maybe like parents are like, oh my God, I know you want this toy. Here you go. But anyways, we manifested it. So it's, uh, you know, we've been doing it all of our lives. All of our lives. It's wishful thinking. But I learned that the important thing is to not get discouraged for not having something that you desire so and i and negative thinking actually puts a whole lot of blockages for manifestation to happen and there's actually a lot of like i have a lot of examples of people that are very negative that always lived in dream world but never applied never added positiveness or a good note to their manifestations or what their desire was and most of the time it was job related money related and like I said growing up I just thought I was lucky because I would always get what I want (laughs) so because I did not know what manifestation was and I didn't even know much about prayer either because even though I grew up Catholic I didn't rely all of my faith and all of my wishes and desires to religion. I would just kind of base it off, well, some people are lucky in this department, some people are not. But I did not realize that some certain manifestations of my life just come in very easy for me. Um, But it's all like really in how you apply it. So you can change the circumstance, you can change your outcomes, you can change the way that you manifest things today. It's not like, oh, well, that's just me. I can't change my way of thinking. And that's it. (laughs) You can't do that. So anyways, I'm going to start off with listing a couple of things that I've manifested and how things went down. Now, for people who don't believe in manifestation, they might be like, well, it was just circumstantial. Maybe it was. And maybe that's your belief. But I like to believe that I that I created this and it makes me feel confident and happy that that I feel like I created it. And I do believe that I created it. So one of the first things that I manifested was a MacBook. I wanted a MacBook since I was like eight or nine years old because I had a, I had a dream of becoming a movie director or a movie editor. I love thinking about how to edit things. Like I, I was really young and I used to make YouTube videos, but like those like mashups of whatever I was obsessing with at the time. And um, I would just use like, but I, you know, I would just use the computer I had, but you know, I was like, oh man, life would be so much easier with a MacBook. And I wanted one because, you know, if you had a MacBook, you were bougie. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I would look at it. I wouldn't be angry. I would just be like, one day I'm going to get a MacBook. One day I'm going to get a MacBook. 
and I wouldn't think about it, but every time I was at the at Best Buy or at an Apple store, I would go to the MacBooks and I was just playing around with them, walk away and, you know, I I just did all of that stuff to kind of get a feel for it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't get this. This is so frustrating. Oh, I'm so sad. No, I would just be like, I want one, you know, <laughs> that's it. I, I want one. So it took years, but it happened. Um, I think I got it when I was 20. So I was finally able to afford one. <laughs> and it was like the best day ever. I was like, oh, I finally got a MacBook. I know it's such a very simple thing and it took years, but I, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't the time at the time. And maybe if I would have lived in the law of assumption, maybe I would have gotten it sooner. But I was doing the law of attraction. So... You know, by basically, in a nutshell, law of assumption is that you live in the end. So if you want to be rich, you think of yourself as being rich and you um, like think that you live in it. And and you might do like weird like thoughts of being in high society or something. Right. And that's living in the end. So there's that. Or like, for example, if I had a MacBook and I was doing the law of assumption, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to think I have one. I'm going to be typing in the air. Like, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I really, like, I just know that uh, the law of assumption is when you live your end, okay? Like, you think you already have it and you sub- you believe it, not just consciously, but subconsciously. So whenever you embed something in your, in, like, in your subconscious, it will manifest. So another thing that I manifested was my car. So I had a friend back in 2017 and um, she was already driving. I think she was like slightly older than me. And plus I started driving at a very late age. She comes by and she picks me up and I loved her car. Like I thought, like I remember like at one point I was sitting there and I was like, I really like your car. Like what, this is such a cool car. And she was like, yeah, it's a really nice car. You know, like I really like it and you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, no, it's very um like cost effective when it comes to gas and I was like look at all these compartments like it's so handy I I loved her car so (laughs) this was again in 2017 and I wasn't ready to drive I didn't have a license I didn't have a car I couldn't afford a card anyways so I just you know put it there put it on the side I was like oh I like her car like and I thought you know if I'm gonna get a first car I want that kind of car and um And she told me, well, this happens years later. So I was finally leaving the retail company that I worked for and I was going to my first office job or the only office job because I still work there. And I knew that the commutes were going to be like 25 to 30 minutes. And during this time, I was like, well, I'm going to get a higher salary. So I'm going to start looking into cars and to getting my license. That way I can, you know, drive myself to the office. So I remember I was still working at the retail store and this was sometime in May of 2019. And I texted my friend and I hadn't spoken to her in months. And I said, hey, I have a weird question to ask you. She goes, what? And I was like, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but I'm looking at cars and I want your car. So like, can you tell me what make, model, you know, make or, I only asked what kind of make or model. I didn't ask for the year or anything. I just asked for the make and the model. So I can start looking at options and specifically that car, if possible. And she's like, oh yeah, it is a 2013 Chevy Sonic. And I was like, okay, cool. 
and um, I was like, thank you. It's like, that's like, I, re- I always liked your cart. So this, again, this happened in May of 2019. And I wasn't like, I was just browsing. I wasn't like ready to get headfirst on like a car. So I was uh, just studying. Well, I guess you can call it studying. So I finished my classes for driving school and then um, I was just working, having money. And then I was like, I'm going to see if I pre-qualify for a loan at this one bank, right? So I got pre-approved for an X amount of money. And I was like, cool, you know, this is so awesome, right? Whatever. So I go into the, the auto navigator that this bank has. And when I um, opened it, you can choose like to filter out the cars that fit in the payment that you're thinking of. And I wanted to pay no more than $250 a month. So I put like $250 and less a month because I, I just needed a car that got me to point A to point B. And when I, it filtered out all these cars, I said, okay, so I want an automatic engine, obviously. I can't drive a stick. <laughs> and um, the same make, model, and color, <laughs> and year came up on the Navigator. And I was like, this is my car. And I remember telling like my parents, I was like, this is my car. I want that car. I want to go see it. I want to go bag it already. Like, this is my car. My, and my mom was like, no, you don't like, you don't even have a license. Like what's the rush? I'm like, I just, this is my, I can just tell it's my car. And, um, needless to say, we went that weekend and I got the car. I was like, whatever, you know, and it had like zero down payment. The payments were like a little bit less than $200. It had like 70, no, 60, 60,000 miles in it, which is not terrible. And it was really clean. And like the, whoever the owners were before were like super, super neat. And like, it felt like a new car. So I was so excited. I mean, it did have its gimmicks, like the tires were very old and the tint was coming off. But other than that, it was really well maintained. So I was just living my life in this car. It was amazing. It was awesome. Um, and then I got my license in December and then I crashed my car in March. Not my fault. Okay. <laughs> By the way, and even the insurance said it wasn't my fault. <laughs> But anyways, um, the point of this story is that I manifested my car because I manifested not just the type of car, but make like the whole thing, the year, the color, the make, whatever. So I manifested that car because I made a wish. I said, this is, I want, I, I want this to be my first car, put it on the universe. Guess what? Came back a couple years later. was like, I am your car now, <laughs> by the way, when I, um, I crashed my car. I actually got the same model and the same make and model, but different year and a better engine. So, you know, it just had to happen. <laughs> so, and I still have my Chevy Sonic. It's such a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful car. It's very cute. It's very me. It's different, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love my car, but yeah, you can manifest anything. I manifested my office job and it was because all because of the Devil Force Prada. <laughs> and also my my taste in expensive items too came from the Devil Wears Prada. I've been watching that movie since I was like eight with my mom and she loves that movie. And uh, I remember seeing it, I was like, I want an office job. And I was like, 
I want to work in an office job one day. And I saw like all brands and luxury and all of that. And I was like, I want that. So I had manifested that type of life. Obviously, I don't work for a mag- a fashion magazine, but I work in an office and I have great sense of style <laughs> and I have a knack or I have um, a taste for expensive things like I wanted that kind of life. Growing up, I watched that movie and I was like, I want to have all those outfits. I love fashion. Like, I love dressing up. I really, really do. I love seeing, like, luxury items. And I love it. I love it so much. And, you know, growing up, you know, that's when I also got into Gossip Girl. And I was like, oh, another thing I can put my head in when it comes to luxury items and um then you have sex in the city and i was just like yeah like it feeds into what i the kind of lifestyle that i want so (laughs) whatever so i manifested my office job i wanted an office job i put it into the universe and i didn't go to college honestly like i didn't want to and it you know people just beat you up for it a lot especially in high school like everybody in high school precious use precious pressures you to go to college and i just you know i was stressing out about it because i didn't know what i wanted to do i wanted to be a journalist and then i wanted to be um like a lawyer and then i changed to something in politics you know study political uh, political science and then after I got too overwhelmed, because I'm like, this is too much of a big commitment. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go. You know, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to go. I made a decision not to go. And everybody looks down on you after. I was like, oh, man, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can be successful without college. I can be successful without college. And I really embedded that. And someone from my or multiple people from my family still think that I made the wrong decision in not going to college. And I'm like... No, you know, like I did not let them take me out from what I was trying to manifest because I said, I can get an office job. I can get a job anywhere I want. Obviously, that's not medical and lawyer because you need school for that. But I was like, I can get into a lot of places and be successful without college. But and no one believed me. Even my own dad like was adamant. Like he was just like, no, you have to go to college. Like he never agreed with me, with me not going to college, but I was like, no, I'm not going to go. Like, I was like, I'm not going to go. No one's going to change my mind. I already thought about it too much. I was stressed about it too much. Like, this is my final answer. And, you know, my dad, I now I proved it wrong because, like I said, nothing is set in stone and you can manifest anything you want and you have to be open to the connections that you make and not put up any resistance with where the universe puts you so the way that I got to my office job because I didn't I had no interest in mortgage like mortgage was something that I just for me it didn't exist in my world (laughs) like I was like I'm gonna worry about that once I own a home but before that I don't know I don't have to understand it I don't have to worry about it so and I did not know that mortgage was uh I didn't know that there were so many people behind alone that I was like, oh, it's just realtors and brokers and, you know, contractors. I don't know. Like, it's only them, right? No, there's a lot more than happens behind the scenes. So I worked in my parents' business from 15 all the way up to I was 19. No, 20. So I was 20. So for five years, I worked in that business and um then we had like 
competition picked up, so we had to close down the business. And that's when um, I was told, you know, you got to look for like a W-2 job. And I was like, that's fine. So I applied to this one store that I actually really, really liked. And I was like, oh, I really want this job. I really want this job. I didn't get it. And that same day that I got the rejection letter, I went ahead and finished off my application for Torrid. So I um, applied there. I got an interview and I got hired there. So and I worked in that store for two years and I'm still very grateful because that store put me through hell, but it put me through my best times. It like helped me make a lot of connections and it opened up my world and I was able to have like a normal early 20s girl lifestyle because like before it was just my family and I and it, I, I didn't have the opportunity to make new friends but me working in that store helped me create a lot more friendships and I actually am still friends with a lot of people that I used to work with at that store and it introduced me to uh, my first boyfriend and introduced me to some of my so, like a close friend you know and that close friend took me out to the nightlife world, which I was always curious about. And I went and explored that. So very good times. But when it was time to go, it was super tense. The, everything was super tense and I had to go. I had to leave. And, um, you know, I had made a connection there. So um, she was a sales associate and she was only working there for uh, just part time. Um, she even admitted, she's like, I'm just doing, I'm just here for the discount. But she was really good. Um, and I just kind of lightly suggested when I was like, you know, I just, I want to get out of, I want to get out of retail. I want to work an office job. And she's like, I can get you, like, I can get you in and, and the company that I work for, um, or I can like get you like an interview. And I said, yeah, really? <laughs> she's like, yeah, just send me your resume. And she sent it over and, or I, sorry, I sent it over and she sent it over to her managers. And then in a month's time, I was getting hired at this place that I currently work in with a really good salary and amazing opportunities and a lot of abundance and prosperity. So I was like, I, I mean, once I started working there and I was working there for a year and I was doing very well at my job, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm so lucky that I got here. But if I track back my steps, if I gotten the job at the place that I really wanted to get the job at, I wouldn't ha I wouldn't be where I am now. Because it all like me getting hired at tour led into a series of events that led me to where I am now. So that's why you can't put a lot of resistance in the universe because it tends to put you in places that you need to be in order to succeed or to get your manifestation so you know don't be eager do the best you can think of like for me it's stay positive and it's easier said than done but believe me when you're positive when you keep a a good attitude out there and you live in the moment you your manifestations come in when you least expect it and then when you look back and you're like huh i manifested this it feels great. It feels so great. So anyways, yes, I manifested my car. I manifested my office job. I manifested my MacBook. Another one that I had recently remembered is that I manifested my celebrity crush. So this one's super exciting because a lot of, you know, people in the manifestation community, they're just, they love hearing success stories. And, and we love, I, that's what I love about the manifestation, like group of, like people because we're all happy for each other's success 
So we're all eager to know, what did you success about? Well, tell me your secrets, right? So um, I was looking back and I said, okay, what's another thing that I manifested that you know, it just happened? And I didn't even know it happened, but it did. <laughs> and I remembered, I manifested J Balvin. So if you guys know me personally, y'all know that I went through a really weird obsession with J Balvin back in the summer of 2017. I was obsessed with him. He was at the peak of his career too, so he was already everywhere. Every nightclub he went to, they played like at least two of his songs. Like he, this was around the time that he, uh, that Mi Gente was like super popular. So I was like obsessed. I forgot how my obsession started with him, but it just started one day. And I was like, oh, you know, J Balvin, J Balvin, J Balvin. I had like a, I had a phone case with his face. I had super weird, I know. And um, <laughs> uh, when I would go to clubs with my friends and it would be a song or I would make him, <laughs> I would make them play songs, you know, of him. Um, I would be like, I'm going to meet him one day. I said, I'm going to meet him one day. And I would like, sometimes in my head, I would daydream and I'd be like, I'm best friends with J Balvin. Like I was, guys, <laughs> I was obsessed. I actually have, what is it called? Those like pop dolls of J Balvin. I have signed albums from him. I have merch. I have, I have everything of J Balvin because I love him so much. So, but I wasn't, I'm, I'm not as obsessed now as I was back then. So I just said, I'm going to meet him one day. I'm going to meet him one day. He's my best friend, you know, in my, in my daydreams. He's my best friend. So in January of 2018, there's, uh, you know, if you live in Texas, you know, there's talk shows and rodeos and there was one happening in my city. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was going to, you know, he was going to perform in one of them, but I hadn't really thought much of it because I was like, well, I don't really like this talk show and rodeo. And I mean, the performances usually last like 20 minutes and I don't know if I want to spend that kind of money. Like I was just like, eh. You know, I love him, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I wasn't super, like, oh, jumping for those tickets. But um, my mom, she was watching TV one day, and then um, we were on our way to this restaurant off in the middle of nowhere, by the way. Total Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation. <laughs> she tells me on the way there that the local radio station is going to have an opportunity for you to win tickets to go see J Balvin at the Stock Show and Rodeo. And when she saw it on TV, they give out a secret word. So that means that the 10th color, uh, you have to say the secret word in order for you to get the tickets. If you don't know the secret word, then too bad. So sad. Go to the next caller. So, um, you know, I told my mom, I was like, ah, I'm not really lucky with those. Like, mm, you know, I just now she's like, I mean, what do you have to lose? And I was like, mm, you right. Okay. So I started calling the radio station at the time that, you know, they told us to start calling, which we did. It's like, oh, when you hear uh, the song Machica, you know, you got to call us. So I did. And I was calling and calling and calling. And then one rang. And <laughs> basically, in a nutshell, I won. I won the tickets. And it was a VIP experience, meet and greet, and just a regular, like, and VIP means on those, like, fancy um, like what's it called? VIP rooms. <laughs> so it had that and the meet and greet and watching the performances and they fed you. So it was like really cool. And I went with my then boyfriend. 
So, um, cause he also liked J Balvin. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I got to meet him. I took a quick picture and it was amazing. Needless to say, it was amazing. I was like, oh my God, I just met J Balvin. I was like jumping and I was super, super happy. Another thing is that, um, that same year he came into the city again for, you know, but just like a regular concert. And I got tickets on, I got tickets like on the front row of the charter level closest to the stage. So lucky for me I was the only one in that row because you had to know a secret code for you to get those front row seats and I knew the secret word because I found it on Twitter I think and I put it in it worked and I got like front row seating right so for charter level is like you have the floor level and then you have the level next to it it's like a little bit of a riser but I got the one that's like I always get tickets there closest to the um to the stage so that's where I went and I, I went by myself to this concert and I was dancing and I was just having so much fun and then there was a point that Jibon pointed at me I have a video of it and I posted it on the manifestation group that I'm in and like he you know there's like this part of the song that's like um I'm gonna translate it but it's just like oh she's so pretty all there all alone and he pointed at, he was pointing at other people too, but like he was point, he pointed at me. He noticed me. He was, hey, it's the bonita, por ahí tan solita. And she pointed at me and I was like in shock. I was like, oh my God, he just noticed me. So yeah, I manifested J Balvin to see me and to notice me and I took a picture with him. So it worked. That manifestation worked, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was just, I thought about it and I said, you know, I manifested J Balvin into my life, basically. Wow. Wow. But it was super, super cool. Um, and that's when I realized the manifestations work. Also self-concept work. Because I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to be vulnerable. I haven't been feeling 100% in a, in, in a minute. It's been a couple of months. So I... Um, I started working on my self-concept. So self-concept is basically how you think of yourself. If you say that, oh, I'm ugly, it's going to go into your subconscious and you're going to feel ugly. And I hate to tell you, but chances are that people around you are also going to look at you that way. So if you have a negative outlook in yourself then that's how everyone else is going to perceive you it's about energies so I haven't been feeling pretty hot myself right and this I forgot which weekend it was but I decided to work on my self-concept and I actually like recorded myself like on this parent app where you know that you can you record something and it repeats it back to you over and over again so I uh, was doing uh, self-concept affirmations like I'm beautiful, I'm, I'm unforgettable, everybody wants to be friends with me, you know, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I did that uh, to raise my self-concept, to rebuild that confidence that I once had. I said I'm feminine, I'm, you know, just make a list whichever resonates the best with you. And uh, it the next day... I did my hair and my makeup like I usually do nothing really different and I went out and I got so many compliments by people and I got the most complimented on my hair they're like oh your hair's so pretty and I'm like 
in my head I'm like I've never received as many compliments about my hair and I always wear my hair the same way right and I got complimented on my skin They're like oh my god you have really good skin what do you use and I'm like cleanser like the youth of people kill and green tea cleanser <laughs> um it's a moisturizer right now I'm using the what's it called Kate Somerville oil-free moisturizer not sponsored by the way <laughs> um but yeah I got complimented on my skin I got complimented on my hair I got complimented on my outfit that day I was like my self-concept work because I embedded it into my subconscious all of my self-concept affirmations and I that like I said that is when I found out that wow this actually this works I just never really put it into practice and yeah and and like I said I the if you embedded it into you into your subconscious it will happen so and like I said I did not know that um I did the law of attraction and a lot of the and I realized that a lot of the bad stuff that's happened to me is because of my self-concept and I manifested it you can manifest negative things into your life so that's why you can't really make jokes and this was something that my my friend told me a while back you know she's because uh, she would joke about having Alzheimer's because she easily forgot stuff and uh, she's like oh I have Alzheimer's and then one day when she said it she stopped herself and and she was like oh I shouldn't say that and I said oh why not she's like because she said that um she was studying a topic she's like she's very Christian by the way guys and she goes you know when you say stuff like that even as a joke you're putting self curses on yourself and it actually happens so that also exists not just in Christianity of course but it is if you don't want to look at it in a religious way it also happens in manifestations so um you know your subconscious just picks up at everything and not like i said not just the negative things the positive like not just the positive things but the negative things as well so if you if you tell yourself like oh i have alzheimer's you're affirming that <laughs> and it gets into your subconscious and your subconscious might actually make you more forgettable because it's like oh we have alzheimer's right because your subconscious doesn't have eyes it doesn't really you know he go the subconscious goes based on your conscience so i read this book called the power of the subconscious mind and um it talked about i forgot the author's name i'm sorry guys <laughs> but um there was this one chapter where it talked about how the subconscious and the conscious works and the way that you should look about it is that it's like a ship the subconscious are the people that make the ship work like the 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 crew members and your, your conscious is the captain so you have like the people who work the boat and it's 24 7 your subconscious is the only one that kind of shuts down so it's especially when you're sleeping so you're sleeping and your subconscious mind goes to rest while your subconscious just works the whole time it does not sleep so um you know when you have a negative concept of yourself it believes it and you know it and it can create bad stuff coming to you and this is why it's important to always stay positive i had like not just friends but boyfriends that always struggled to find a good job or always had money problems 
Like something ha- would happen to their cars, to their, I don't know, finances. I don't know. Something would happen. And like, it seemed like they were going to a very dark place. But I had noticed that the way that they talked about the topic, the way that they put themselves down for it was was kind of cursing them to continue having bad luck on it. And I would always try to make it into a positive thing. So, you know, and it would get annoying. For some people, it's annoying. It's like, oh, it's toxic positivity. It's, it's like, I do believe in toxic positivityness, but that's why, like, you know, I sympathize with you. It sucks, you know, like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? You know, and then after I put it out like that, said you know what I understand it sucks but look at it this way there's this and this going on you don't see it that way right now but you will someday you know and that was something that I got complimented a lot on people that I know especially my past partners is that they would always say that I was I was always very positive and I never yeah I was just always positive and it's very true I've always been positive and that's what probably makes me get really lucky in things that I that I'm not that I'm very secure about like my job like my money my um the the life that I have my financial decisions like they make me really make me feel really good so I'm always looking at it in a positive way there are certain aspects of my life that I lack on that I have to work on and I am working on it So, you know, and, and it's changing my mindset because my subconscious, it's, it says, okay, you're really good here, but you're really bad here. So what are we going to do about it? (laughs) Right? So my subconscious automatically hyper focuses on the bad thing and it ruins my self-concept. It ruins my confidence. And so now my subconscious doesn't just think that I'm a failure, but also thinks that I'm ugly, that I'm unattractive. You know, it, my subconscious will believe that. And it's like, no, no, no. I always have to put myself like out of that and say, no, I'm okay. I do lack this, but I will get it one day. But I am a good worker. I am, I have a lot of potential in the company. I have, I have relatively good managers that believe in me. Um, you know, sometimes I get annoyed, but like (laughs) everybody believes in me and I do very well for someone who is working in the career that I currently work in. So, um, you know, I gotta work on the self-concept guys and you always gotta look at the bright side. Like I said, it's, it's, it's hard and I was in that dark spot too. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes like I just feel whatever it is I'm feeling whether it's grief anger sadness and then after the fact after I get that out I go back into all right this sucks but or I'm gonna get something back or there was a positive outlook to it or I'm better off this way good thing it happened Or sometimes I just remind myself that it sucks right now and you don't know why it sucks right now, but in a couple of months, years or whatever, you're going to look back and say, oh, I'm glad I went through that. I'm glad I did because I am where I am now because of that. So painful moments should always be about growth, not self-sabotage. 
Um, that's how I look at my my traumas, my past in general. I see it as an opportunity for me to have grown because we grow out of pain, out of fear, and then sometimes out of happiness. But you gotta be happy. That's the thing. You gotta be happy. My mom often jokes that I'm that the two, if you guys have seen Inside Out, um, we have like different personalities or different, uh, not personalities, but you know, you have happiness, sadness, anger, you know. And my mom always jokes about how my my top ones, like the ones that that are always in control, are disgust and uh, fear, and it's very true. Because uh, I, you know, I'm I'm a very anxious person, and but everything is just like, ugh. And my mom's like, you know, you also have sad, a lot of sadness in there. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> like I just feel out, and there's nothing wrong with feeling whatever you're feeling. You were not really supposed to suppress your feelings because that can feed into your negative thinking. Um, when you feel and let go, you open up for positive energy to come in because you have purged out all the negative stuff. So, you know, it's very um, re- really relieving when uh, when you think in a positive way even if that means that you gotta cry or be angry for a minute I never suppress anybody from how they feel because I know what that feels like and I grew up in a like I said in a tough household where we had to have a legitimate true reason to feel sad or angry about something and nowadays I'm like no if I'm gonna be sad because I don't know I saw a dead deer on the road on the way home, like I'm allowed to feel that. No matter how small or how big it is, I'm gonna feel that. Because again, when you hold sadness, um, when you hold fears or you hold um, anger, resentment, it feeds into your negative points of your life. Um, that's why we gotta love everything that's why we gotta stay positive because it you know when you appreciate the small things it you know it just life is just more beautiful so anyways you know manifestation works try it out and you know i've been told and i've heard that you should try small things and small things can include like okay um I'm going to manifest um, just a wild example that um, what, 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 what can someone, oh, I'm going to eat an apple today and don't do nothing that's the thing that's the thing like, don't do anything but an apple will stumble upon your way you gotta manifest it that doesn't make sense that doesn't make a lot of sense doesn't it <laughs> it made sense when I saw it in this one video but basically um you can manifest anything in your life maybe if you manifest an apple maybe a co-worker is going to be like hey i have an apple i'm not going to eat does anybody want it and there you go your manifestation came true so circumstances don't matter when it comes to getting what you want and it works and uh again there's two methods the method that i've always done ever since i was a little girl is i'm gonna get this one day and release it and I was no in no rush I didn't want to 
I I wasn't in a rush to get it. I was just like, I want to do it. I'm going to get it one day. Like right now, I, I'm doing a lot of attraction for a Tesla. I want a Tesla. And I've been wanting a Tesla for the past like two, three years. But um, I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna own a Tesla one day. I don't know when. Right now, it's not the greatest financial decision to do it. But I'm going to get one one day. And I know I will. I know I will. The it's out there. The request is pending in the universe. So whenever like circumstances will kind of line up to the point that I will get a Tesla. So again, think positive. Put it if you want to do it that way or you want to live in the assumption. So um, the the law of assumption, sorry. So a law of assumption is that you live in your desired reality kind of like you if you want a million dollars you're gonna think you're gonna live in the end of it you're gonna be like i'm gonna i'm a millionaire you know like i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire um or i own a lamb i don't know some expensive cars i don't really know much about cars um i'm gonna own a car own that i'm gonna own a mansion and you visualize and you think of yourself as actually being a millionaire living in a mansion with an amazing car and you do that then that's living in that's the law of assumption. So, and it, I've heard that it comes up a lot quicker that way because you li- you live in your you basically live in the future that you desire. So, um, I haven't tried that. I mean, I have a very imaginative mind, um, but I'm willing to try it on future manifestations. But I know that the one that has worked for me is just making a wish, putting it out there, and it will come true. No matter when, when I least expect it, it's going to come true. Because I think that, like I said, the universe just lines up stuff to happen to you um, for for you to get to where you need to be. Certain connections, certain people, certain jobs, certain schools, certain decisions. You know, you one day you might say, you might be affirming, like, I'm going to find the perfect person. I'm going to find the perfect person, the perfect partner, whatever. And one day you might be like oh man my favorite coffee shop in this corner of the street is is closed today where am I gonna go so you go to the nearest coffee shop that's not the one you typically go to maybe you find the love of your life there like you might find the perfect man there you just never know like I said life just the universe lines things up to how it needs to go for for you to have your manifestation so you know Whichever way you want to do it, whichever way you want to live it, there's very there's different techniques out there and you can create your own. For me, I have been doing the law of assumption, but and I, I tried um, visualizing it. It just doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work well with me. Um, I tried doing like a manifestation journal and it's working pretty fine. What I like about manifestation journals is that for me it helps my racing thoughts to slow down but um I I mean I am doing it I that's what I take to work sometimes and when my mind starts to visualize of a future that I want then like I write it down the same thing for so anyway sorry 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 getting a little too ahead of myself um and today I actually found something new that actually might work so I wanted to be a journalist and I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write books and because I had a very imaginative mind and I would make these stories in my head and I would like visualize myself in those stories and 
I would write them down and I lived in my own daydreams sometimes like I would be in school and and when we would be like not doing anything or not learning something important I would just daydream and I would daydream my stories so I'm today I you know connected the blue whatever I connected my iPad to my keyboard because I can I I, I don't like typing on my iPad and I start kind of storytelling my desired reality or the the ending of my manifestation and I started storytelling it like if it was like if it was a book and I'm like huh I like this I actually like this so I might do that but I don't know um and like I said I I'm still trying out the law of assumption techniques and I'm gonna get to where I need to be but you know it's like I said manifestation works just gotta stay positive stay consistent um and never doubt that it's gonna come true so I don't know tell if you guys like follow my social media let me know if you guys believe in manifestations um if you don't that's (laughs) totally fine um but if you believe in manifestations if is there anything that you have manifested before I like I love listening or hearing sorry I love listening or reading success stories so (laughs) anyways guys I'm actually thinking of making like uh social media accounts for just my podcast um so I don't know let me I mean you guys let me know anyways I am gonna go I'm, I'm like trying to think if there's anything else that I can add on here but I don't I think I've said what I needed to say and I put out my my uh, manifestation journey so I know but I will see you guys on my next episode and I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend bye